Welcome to Amuna is our future with Disconnect to Reconnect on the Shabbos, Shabbat, or Sabbath. There's many ways to say this beautiful, beautiful word uh, of Shabbos, Shabbat, and I'm so happy to join you in a Cheshman, in a day of newness, Rosh Chodesh, the head of the month. It's a big time of renewal. And I'm happy to join you at the beginning of the week on our Monday weekly Amuna class, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Sorry, Monday, 2 p.m. And I'm happy to be again with you on Tuesday night with Rav Shalom Orish. Excited. And we have the opportunity today to go into the inner aspects of this time that we're in. Excuse this light around on the... Uh, Facebook, it's a fun thing. But anyway, the point is that we'd like to keep you tuned in to a different kind of light today, a different awe that we aren't in Tishrei anymore. We aren't in the high holy days that we spoke about so much. But we do have a power that comes on a weekly level. And it's not just this Amuna class. And it's not just tomorrow night's Tuesday Amuna class with Rav Orish, But it's the Shabbos. The, the Sabbath. There's a whole, as I wrote in the, in the detail, technological revolution. And it requires finding ways to disconnect, to really connect. That's what we spoke about in the details, if you look in the notes. And there you'll have all the links of everything we've got going on for the Tuesday night class and how to partner, how to ask questions through the email and through the different partnership. And we obviously want to thank Rav Shalom Morris for hosting us. I'm in my house, as you can see by the background. Yes. <laughs> Why am I in my house? Because the lockdown hasn't finished. And our studio guy might have corona. Not the one for Tuesday night, but the one who does the videos on Monday. So just to be careful, we're at home. That means the edited online website, YouTube version, will come possibly later in the week when we find a different video guy or the video guy is okay. But... We're good, you know, thank God to technology. We're here in my home. It's a nice almost winter day right now. We're still in the autumn weather, I'd say, in the Holy Land. And it's been an intense time, honestly, like we spoke about in the previous classes with the lockdown and having children at home. Right now I'm using the box to rest this all on. There's all my daughter's studying stuff and it's actually her birthday tonight and tomorrow she'll be nine years old isn't that exciting so we have this ability right now even though it's a bit of a busy time in terms of the corona challenge and the reality that that's impacted on us that right now i would be in toronto if 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 would could all these kind of other realities that might have been and i was the last two years in a row uh was able to go to toronto on this weekend, we already left Motsi Shabbat Saturday night. The first year I went with Rav Brody and Rav Orish. And this year I went, uh, the year before, excuse me, 2019, I went with Rav Orish and his family. And then Rav Elgord joined us later on in New York. But it was an amazing trip for three weeks, the Munator. And I'm accepting that this time I'm sitting in my house and I'm able to communicate to all you wonderful people. And it's an opportunity, you know, you guys are welcome to post any questions for Rav Orish. And like I said, I'm not a rabbi to start answering your questions, but we can do our best. 
the theme of this class and what we're trying to connect into is this light that comes on a weekly level, this reality and time and place and people called the Shabbat, the Sabbath, the Shabbos. It's very important to note that the high-tech community has already understood the importance of this and they themselves are disconnecting on a weekly level. They realize that in order to keep their sanity, the high-tech world throughout the world is taking some sort of Sabbath, some sort of disconnect to reconnect experience. You know, if you go online and uh, if you have the time to waste on Netflix, there's a documentary, but it's talked about on other channels as well, called Social Dilemma. So there definitely is a social dilemma. I actually wrote about it in my new book. I've been putting together these concepts in United Souls. And we're really discussing this ability to overcome this challenge, not just of Corona, but the fact that now we have much more screen time. Like we're saying that the children aren't at school, they're not in the playgrounds, they're not sitting in front of teachers and socializing as much as they were back in the day. So there's an ability in that situation to get a lot of screen time, but there's also that opportunity to now transform that screen time into something effective and purposeful. And we'll discuss that today. In fact, I'm not really in such a rush. I would like to keep this class within 30 minutes the most. I do have a meeting with someone from South Africa, which is a potential very exciting announcement. I'll just mention maybe, maybe, we once talked about it before, this idea of soul money, of bringing more soul into our money matters, as we were talking about now with Rav Dianelgrod in the Daily Halakhic Corner. We have Dianelgrod's beautiful classes on a daily level, and he's discussing right now money matters. We would like to go into the soulful aspect of money matters with Rav Shalom Arush on our weekly Amuna class on the Tuesday night for next week. But this week we have Yosef Daniel. So before I discuss what's going to be next week with my good friend in South Africa, first we're going to first discuss Yosef Daniel a little bit, just to remind you, he came. You guys are always welcome to go back a little bit and check out what he spoke about and during that three-week class, because it was member, it was during the three weeks, so we had Malachi ben Avram and we had Yosef Daniel and we had with Dianelgrad and other guests during those three weeks and we weren't able to play any music. Now Yosef Daniel is a very talented special neshama, he has a lot of talent and we want you guys to come join us with Rav Oresh, the first of the class of this new year in the studio, please God, <laughs> yeah, to join us and to experience a little bit, not just the Amuna tour like we had with last year in Toronto, but have a little bit of that energy in the studio in Yushalayim or Kodesh. The Rav is so happy, Rav Shalom Morris, who you all love, is so happy to be able to be in that kind of energy and light in Yushalayim to share that and not have to travel, even though we would love to meet you guys in person. So we're offering online, and we're going to do that hopefully at the end of November with Toronto community, where we'll give a direct class to the Toronto community, and you guys can meet up through the online services. You can discuss aspects of you know personal stuff in private meetings through Zoom or WhatsApp. And there's opportunity to make the online tour a little bit what was when we go traveling. That's Toronto. 
In order to make it in other communities, you're going to have to reach out. We do have Gedalia Fence to Miami and the Lighthouse Project. We'd like to do something with them. And then we also have, please God, um, in New York, Chazak are interested in doing a big, big event like they always, thank God, love doing and, uh, and continue to do throughout the year. So we'd like to join with them, partner with them and do a Chazak event. Remember, we spoke about Chazak V'amatz, about only encouragement. So that's the kind of energy we're looking for in these classes and in our Amuna classes in the studio and everything we're doing. Now, I might join you again later in the week with an edited class, but until that's for sure, let's go into this concept of Shabbos. What does it mean to be in the Sabbath, to be in the Shabbat, however you call it, and connect? That basically from sundown until the following day sundown, you're completely disconnected online, and you're not just saying disconnected from TV, disconnected from any malacha, any kind of work. You know, you go to Hilka Shabbos, maybe we'll one day do a series on it with Rabbi Elgrod, it's more his field to teach the halacha, and we'll discuss about Shabbos one day soon, please God, Shabbos, Shabbat. But well, let's get to the inner aspect, the idea of disconnecting first. There's always this concept of sumei rab, I say tov, first you have to run away from the not good to be able to get to the good. Now we are in a generation where we try to focus asay tov, asay tov, asay tov, to keep focusing on the positive. It's definitely important to do that because our generation is, you know, we're exposed to so much um, information, so much overload, that if we don't focus on the positive more than not, then we'll get a little bit like overwhelmed. For example, right now in the world, there's an election coming up in another few weeks during this Jewish month of Cheshvan, and in the past, this month of Cheshvan, there was a, a split, a divide in the, the Jewish people. There was the, the kingdom of David split, unfortunately, with the ten tribes of the kingdom of Israel. And that split is still affecting us till this day, because that division that was created during this month means this whole month doesn't really have a holiday. It does have the festival, well, I wouldn't say a festival, but a special day of Rochel Emena's Yotzai. That's ability to tune in on Yud Aleph Cheshvan, I believe. And there are a lot of special Yotzites, special days of remembrance, and as the souls go up, so does the blessing come down. And so there's a lot of power in, those, in that during this month. But it doesn't have an official holiday, official festival. So therefore, what is the hope in such a time where it's Mara Cheshvan, it's a more bitter month, and we start off with Bereshis and Noach, and we see with Noach is this big flood this big oh, a delude. I was seeing online a big delude of craziness, of, of challenge of, to our purity and to our sanity. And with this whole corona experience, everyone's overwhelmed in some way or form, or the election cycle, and all this kind of information overload, overload. How do we deal with it? So thank God, Noyach is represents the idea of peace or menucha, this concept of rest. So he brought in this world this concept that there has to be some place of rest, like the Teva, the Ark, where we can have the Soa, this light coming in to inspire and spiritualize, like we put a beautiful post up from our friend from the JL about how every word from the Baal Shem Tov that we pray, every word has some light and has some energy in it. So when we're putting out words of prayer, of Espodidus, and we're following in the ways of Rav Shalom Morish, and Rabbi Nachman, of Breslov, Rabbi Nachman Ben Feid, Rabbi Nachman Ben Simcha, we're tuning into that light uh, it's in within every word. It's like its own dwelling place. And every one of us has a power when we pray to 
bring out a lot of energy and spirituality. So really, on a deep, deep level, according to Baal Shem every time you pray, every time you talk to God, every time you spiritualize this world a little bit, even how you talk to your, your loved ones, but you do it with a more like elevated mindset to, like we're talking about the United Souls, the soul language, you talk on the level of the soul, and you experience this oneness, that we're all B'Shem Kol Yisrael, that we're all really, the whole world is a Yichud, is really united, ultimately. So when we realize that we all come from one source, and we're talking on that kind of level, so then we experience the light within that word, and we experience the, the world that that creates, and we go into that world. Now, if we're not on such a level, which most of us are not, including myself, we have the Shabbos. That's why Shabbos every week comes, it's like a Teva, it's like an ark. It's like entering into a world in itself. It's the purpose of the six days of the week, of all the building you did. We spoke about this before. It's to enter into that realm of Shabbos, to enter into that world where you're no longer pulled down by the negativity or the pressures of business or the, the need to fix something or change something externally or physically. You just, you are, you come dressed, you come ready, you've turned off all your phones. I personally try to disconnect the internet, it's right next to me here, I disconnect it, and I turn off all my phones, put them in a cupboard away. I don't have any big screens in my house, this laptop goes away anyway, generally, and I just really disconnect, no phones. My kids as well, everybody, no phones, no online connection. If you want to call me, there is a house phone if some emergency, but that's it. And that's an example, like on a weekly level, how we disconnect from the internet, from the world. I did have a bunch of years when I came to Israel initially where I was just in Yeshiva and in Kolel and I felt very disconnected in a healthy way that I just needed time out from my life before in London and just be able to just spiritualize a little bit to learn the Torah to learn and we spoke about that time period I've, I've mentioned it in these classes and it was really important it was like almost like I went into the Tevas Noach I went into the Shabbos world the world of Tamachacham and the world of spirituality and it was very important to spiritualize and put that, that time into learning. And I think that everyone on some level has to do that. You know, there's online a lot of Baruch Hashem famous influencers who are now uh, spiritually connected and have ability to bring down a lot of spiritual light. They themselves have admitted that, you know, they need a bit more time back in Yeshiva at some point or back in, you know, in the... They need just some way to just learn in a clear environment. And I myself, every Shabbos, look forward to that. And I'm sure they do as well. And that's something which is important to realize that everybody out there needs that disconnect to reconnect. And what are you connecting to? You're connecting to your soul. And it's important to know that Rav Sodik explains a very beautiful idea of Sodik HaKohen. He has a beautiful sefer called Pre Sadik. And over there he talks about how this marble, this big, intense, raging waters of fire and water, heated up water that churned up the whole world. and made a complete mess of everything like in the world in terms of you know all the science that people go into that they're, they're dealing with a, a after marble world that they're looking at so the facts they get are not so factual in terms of historically because there was a whole marble that churned up the world so you can't have any like you know god forbid like any heretical thoughts about what happened you know whether dinosaur and all these kind of things because the world was churned up and everything that's under the ground is in a different level now. We were talking about in a different reality before the marble, the way the people were, the way the world was, and even more so as we go back into Sefer Bereshis, the beginning of Bereshis, it was the, like Adam Arishan was light. Like ultimately we'll realize that this whole 
fight over race is going to be irrelevant because there's there's going to be no need for this division or difference because we're going to see the light that comes out of humanity's face and the color of skin and the way we look at people externally won't be important like it unfortunately is made now we have the ability to see the light that's within a person's eyes if you look carefully we're able to see the light that surrounds us we're able to tune into that inner light like we said in the words there's light every word of prayer so too in every person a person's a soul there's light there's spirituality and that will give us a lot of freedom from a lot of pain that's going on right now so what about right now where we're not like seeing someone said hi you can say hi <laughs> we what about right now where we're not seeing so much this revealed light so in fact we're seeing a lot of darkness like Rapsodic says this big marble of of water this raging water is coming at us and we feel like overwhelmed by all the pressures that we have to make enough living and some people are unfortunately unemployed right now if we have friends or you know personally like you know trying to step up a little bit you know getting more responsible as a father to get to the next levels please go to simchas and other things and you just feel like overwhelmed like how can i do that you know my current situation how can i say obviously hashem can do everything but on our human level on our heart level to have the amuna to have feel it to internalize it to speak it out and reborish teaches us sometimes you don't feel so attached to that so what do you do with the reality of life when it feels overwhelming so Rapsodic teaches beautifully that Shabbos and specifically during this time, this month of Cheshvan, this big marble, this big overwhelming feeling is really a big overwhelming light that's coming down. It manifests as all kinds of struggles and difficulties, but on the inner level it's actually divine light because everything is, is divine. So really everything going on down here in the physical world has a root that's really spiritual and therefore there's really this big abundance of Torah, Shabbal Peh, there's big the, the oral Torah, the, the spiritual wisdom that's available is much greater. That's why there's been such a mass technological revolution before the Messiah comes from, the Mashiach comes, we've been speaking about these last few weeks. This messianic time that we're entering, about to enter, there's a tremendous deluge of light, of wisdom, of speeding everything up to become more globalized, more united, more potentially. Right now, obviously, we see it in the hands of people who maybe that's not their intention, they're taking that power and that was the whole idea of hiding that light the hidden light in the Torah and not giving it just to the world however but just before Mashiach comes and people are getting ready for that divine light to be revealed in a healthy positive way there unfortunately there's aspects of it that have been captured let's say and being used God forbid for wrong intentions but we have the power, what we have to know is that we have obviously that divine light within each of us as we've spoken about, we're each of us are united souls. And we have the ability on a weekly level to renew our Muna and our soul level through the Shabbos, through the experience of Shabbos. Specifically, these three Shabbases of Barashis, Noach, and coming up, Lechlecha, have within it the light of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukkot. So we also have all the light, as we spoke about, and within each Shabbos is the light of the Chagim. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Sukkot is light. Rosh Hashanah is like the awareness of godliness. Hashem is king. Hashem Melech. We realize that there's a king. And then Yom Kippur is that internalization of the godliness through the Torah, through, through prayer, through fasting, through becoming more spiritual and more understanding, internalization. And then comes the climax, Sukkot, 
which is now the Zman Simchasenu, this Simcha, this joy, where it manifests in, in the full way into our homes, to our sukkah, into Simchas Beis Shreva, Simchas Torah, we dance with the Torah, we take the Torah, we're manifesting it in the full way, the joy, the spirituality, accomplishments that we made. So every Shabbos has that light. Specifically, Parshas Nayach is connected to uh, like a Chazar going over the light of Yom Kippur. So once again, there's Yom Kippur, this internalization. That's why the Torah really was given on that day. It was given on Yom Kippur. If you would not understand that the Esedibras that were broken, the Ten Commandments that were broken by after Shavuos, by the, uh, the 17th of Tammuz, 40 days after Shavuos, that then there was another 40 days for us to get rid of this anger that existed in the world due to our going after other things. And then Elul begins, and then that whole 40-day process to Yom Kippur. One minute, we just have to tune again. I love these uh, live feeds. Okay, let's resume. Back. Amazing. Thank God for Wi-Fi. Now, I'm still making sure we got Wi-Fi in the studio. Excuse me for the any technical issues. I'm not sitting in my studio, but we do have the Brazil of Israel, one is our future podcast, and we do have the Facebook Live and YouTube. Please go, we'll load up one of these videos onto Instagram. And like I said, we can do an edited version later in the week, go over some of these points. Maybe sometimes it's good to go over the class to make sure it's clear. Once again, you can send questions, you respond. Remember, we're in a world like, you know, people were so quick to respond to these Twitter feeds of, uh, of Trump and online stuff. Wow, someone wrote a beautiful thing. Baruch Hashem from New York, thank you for your insights. I grew up without observing Baruch Hashem, wonderful. I also, I didn't grow up keeping Shabbos, so we're in the same boat, you know, in the same table, in the same ark. I didn't know what Shabbos was growing up, really, other than uh, candles and challah, chicken soup, and once in a while go to shul for a bar mitzvah on a Saturday day. It was like a weird thing when I went my first Friday night. So it was only around 18, 19, I started keeping Shabbos. So, you know, a, a large portion of my life, almost the whole uh, third, not half, but in between, I didn't know what Shabbos was, so once I experienced the Shabbos, but remember, it's not just the nice food and the resting and being with family and the spiritual experience, and we're going to talk about it in our Relationship Flow podcast, the intimacy aspect that's created on Shabbos, the stage you create with the lights and the, and the colors and the whole energy that you create, so it makes a beautiful environment for intimacy, the family and, the, and your loved one. But there's also the idea that we're going to talk about United uh, Unity Flow podcast. My, these are my podcasts you guys can go to. That we have the ability to connect into a flow, and that's why you know if people are so quick to respond to like Twitter feeds and Facebook, and it's all about politics, and they get so riled up. You know, we have to get inspired and excited for spirituality. We have to get inspired and excited for Muna, for our Muna is our future, because our future is a Muna. This is what we're going to be doing for eternity. We're not going to be. <laughs> commenting on Trump for eternity unless you know when except when he was pointing up to the boss that part maybe that will give a bit of eternity but other than that you know like we just have to realize that the world is open to us right now we have the choice what to look at and we don't have to let the technological empire control our minds control what we do all the big tech companies and high tech and all the different marketing teams out there we don't have to let it control us we have a light, thank God. We have a soul, and we do want to spiritually live. And it will be the solution to this whole Corona challenge. It will be the healing of the world. 
it will be a change. Everything will come to a, a brighter place. And, you know, we want our future, our children, we want the people we love to, to be in a world that they can experience what Shabbos is, so that you and me can taste that tam. Like it says in Rabidaman brings down beautiful ideas, a lot of these concepts. This idea of what it means to taste Shabbos through, the oneg, the pleasure you have in Shabbos. And if you go to Tony Robbins back in the day, we used to talk about the, the, the greatness within, you know, trying to reveal that great person within. So he talks about pleasure as a huge motivator. So I would say that the pleasure of Shabbos is so beyond words, the tanuk, the, the wonder. Like it says, any person in the world would taste a little bit, like the, what it means to learn a little bit of Torah before Shabbos dominating, or the nishmas, or the filter fish on Shabbos, the, you know, which is like whatever, just a bunch of fish put together, like, or the chillin, or the, you know, you think like, how could this be so amazing? I'll go to some top class restaurant, and I've been to top class restaurants. When I travel, um, we get amazing food, you know, like when we went to Toronto, the hospitality was out this world. I missed that. I'd be sitting there right now, probably having this unbelievable breakfast in in the morning there, and like after davening with Raborish Nates in a beautiful place, and all the different things we did there. The food was on another level. But to understand when you get to Shabbos and Shabbos in Yushalayim, or Shabbos in a place where they're spiritualized, they they do disconnect. We're not talking about politics on the Shabbos table. We're not talking about you know, um, God forbid, like pressures. Like, I'll tell you a story. I mean, this is brand new, hot off the press today. On Shabbos, we were talking about some money situation. I, I didn't want to talk about it. I come home at Shabbos, I want to, my strimal on, and I want to make Kiddush, you know, be partnered with Hashem, my Sebracious, and go out of Mitzrayim, and the creation of the world. And that's my mindset. That's the kind of mindset I'm in, thank God. And I'm coming home excited. I just get to good Shabbos to my Rebbe. I walked home with my children, beautiful streets through Shalayim, and saw the Orish Hebra. Walking around in Hashem and it's beautiful matzav in Yushalayim. And you know, the Chesed people, and they live right next to me, thank God, all in their strimals and talisim on, you know, on the day, the night, and they're very beautiful. And I come home, and I just want to get into the Kiddush, into the Suda. I don't want to, you know, talk about stuff. But unfortunately, it came up, and someone there mentioned about a money issue, and they mentioned an amount, 10,000 shekels. Interesting, yeah? Yes, Orlando, cool. Welcome. So we'd like to understand, like, you know, you're not allowed to really talk about it, but people do, and I was trying to explain, no, let's move on, I really don't want to talk about it. But it was mentioned, and it upset me what was said about the money issue, and it was to do around 10,000 shekels, the man that was thrown out, and I just wanted it to go away, I had to control myself, I went into the other room, because I want to get angry, and took my strimal, and just like walked around a little bit, got myself calmed down, I'm back to the room, get ready for Shabbos, for the Kiddush, and this is where I'm holding on a Ravorish, you know, smiling and Simcha. I, I come back a little bit tense, you know, from, from the week and everything, and the walk back, I'm trying to get myself into the Shabbos mood. And that was that. So I brought Shem, we got, had a beautiful meal, everything went fine after that, and nothing, you know, it didn't, it didn't go more than that. Anyway, this week, I went to the Makolet. Now, it works out, if you take Shabbos, it's a beautiful midrash I once heard from Rav Schneeberg in London, in Edgeware. Shlita. You take Shabbos, Friday night is connected to the two days of the week, Sunday, Monday, the beginning two days. Shabbos day is connected to Tuesday, Wednesday. And Shalasudas, the third part of Shabbos, the afternoon of Shabbat, is connected, wow, Oklahoma, wow, first. So it's connected to the last part of Shabbos, 
which is the last part of the week, which is connected to Thursday, Friday. So you have the night connected to Sunday, Monday. So Sunday, Monday, that's where we're at now, Monday. So usually the night of Shabbos influences the kind of class that I'm going to give on Monday, and the day of Shabbos influences the class I've always going to give on Tuesday night, because there's some sort of spiritual connection with the two days of the week. They're married to each other, and then another two days, and then Shabbos is married to Hashem or married to us. Beautiful ideas. But we're on Shabbos night, how we experience it affects a little bit. If you're sensitive, and you, in the Zemiris, they're also connected to the seven days of the week, and you know, and the Aliyahs, on the Torah, everything's very, this number seven comes up all over Shabbos. The seven, you know, the, the Gematria and Ashbash of Shabbos is seven, and the Bosa is seven, and everything's seven. Yain is seventy, so which is really seven, and Mizpah Katan seven, everything's seven. Yeah? If you go through all the aspects, all the things we do Shabbos. Aliyahs, you know, is the amount of time you get caught up to Torah, seven times you get caught up to Torah. Anyway, so you're experiencing Shabbos, and something comes and affects it. There's 10,000 shekels from this person, yeah, talks about it. Anyway, so now this happened last night, Sunday night. I go to the Makolet, which I said, the night connects into the day, to Shabbos, into those two days, and I go buy some bread, some ice cream a little bit, Ben and Jerry's once in a while to treat, you know, we don't have ice coffees anymore, we can't go to restaurants, or everything's closed, all the malls, everything, so, you know, Shalom Bayat, you have to have a little bit of, you know, the love behind me, you have to have a little bit of, like, ice cream, some treat, to just celebrate a little bit, all the hard work, and relax a little bit, you know, Moxie Shabbos, or whenever it is, we use it, so, I buy that, I give my card, the guy's on the phone, typical, don't mean to, God forbid, not talk good about anybody, but, you know, the, there's a joke, you know, how the Israeli culture and the guy was on the phone blabbing away, like just about giving me attention. I sort of had to like almost beg him, can you like, you know, pay, I want to go home already. It's been a long day. He takes my card and he's like fiddling around with it, hands it back. The machine doesn't work properly, like the thing, Kabbalah, the receipt doesn't come out. And he has to call in a relative or his son or whatever to come fix it. You know, typical Israeli like shop where there's not so professional organizer, there's a more professional one ran down the road, but whenever I wanted to give this guy a little bit more, plus they had the Ben and Jerry's I wanted. So I go back home, and about an hour later I get a knock on the door. They're usually closing right after that. This guy had gone around the whole area where I live, looking for me. Now he had a picture from his camera, you know, people, thank God, they have technology, and I have a camera of me standing there, but I was wearing my hat and my mask and my gut, and I was like, just after Marav, and, you know, he couldn't really see who it was, and he didn't have my phone number, because, you know, once again, it was like, but, you know, not the professional, I like, don't take phone numbers or anything. Didn't know how to find me, so he went around the whole area, look, showing the picture, which most people would not know, it's me, with the way I was dressed and stuff, and with the mask and everything. And thank God someone noticed. So he comes up, knocks on the door. He said, I charged you 10,000 shekels on the credit card. <laughs> like, what? We spoke about it Friday night, with this, you know, with that conversation. And this guy made a mistake. Instead of selling 100 shekels, put in two zeros to 10,000. Charged me 10,000 shekels for ice cream, for a bit of bread, and I think it was like one other thing, I remember, milk or something. 10,000 shekels on my card. I'm like, oh my God, well, Baruch Hashem, my card worked, which means I had the 10,000, but, you know, it, I can't afford 10,000 shekels on a shop, you know, unless I'm like shopping for the rest of the, you know, next three months or something. So I was like, oh my God, you know, that's crazy. So the guys I done well, I'll sort it out, sort it out. So I sent my son with him and he tried to sort it out, it didn't work, you know, typical situation, wasn't able to work. 
And he said, someone else is going to sort it out the next day, come back. You know, typical situation. Yeah, I'll sort it out at 9 o'clock. Obviously, it didn't happen. The person who was made to sort it out didn't come. Come back again, but it's before this class as well. I was a few minutes late. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. And, no, you're going to do it now. You can get rid of this 10,000 shekels. But it's just funny, like, thank God, hopefully it's nothing, it's going to go away, you know, it takes a few days and it will go away, this mistaken charge. But the point is that the Shabbos influences your week. And all your blessings, says Rabbi Nachman, is a very beautiful concept, but we think that we work during the week to pay for the Shabbos. But the true reality, this is the truth, the truth of all this world, of all creation, of our lives, of who we are. All the blessing of our life comes through the Shabbos, comes through the Sabbath. So everybody, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish, everybody needs to disconnect to, re- to reconnect. Right, non-Jewish people don't need to keep the malachas and all that. They need to have as much in-depth the halachas of Shabbos that they shouldn't do. But just the concept of disconnect to reconnect, keep the sanity. Because everyone in the world needs a day off. Why not do it Friday night till Saturday night? Why not? Just have a global Shabbos. Why not? It'd be amazing, like the Shabbat project coming up soon. Everybody just experience the taste of Shabbos. And hopefully, if you keep it shabbos thick. You won't have to waste your time with a 10,000 shekel overcharge. You know, that was what Haman got together, those 10,000 shekels, to pay off Achishverosh to, God forbid, get rid of us. So we have to remember that, you know, our enemies are out there trying to charge us. Now, this was a friendly guy. He was straight. He came straight to my house, took him an hour to find me. Thank God, you know, you see the Mikam Chisor, you know, such a person. But anyway, the point is, to end off this week's Amunah class, that... If you guys allow yourself to just experience Shabbos, really experience it, like let go of the world, of your work. I'm saying this for myself, to just be there, to be intimately bound up with the people you love, to experience with Amunah what Shabbos is. It's a day it's a nish- of Nisham and Nishmasa, and a day of Amunah. And it will give with Nayach, Pasha's Nayach, the Teva, to go in the Teva so you can come out to the week, come out to the world to be ready to spiritualize everything you have to deal with, and this Cheshvan will be a month of holidays and festivals. It will be the days of Mashiach, the Yom Shekulah Shabbos. We'll turn it around. It will be a beautiful month. I mean, it hopefully already is going to be one. We're already entering, you know, hopefully we're very close. So all of us need to do that extra little bit. And like I said, if you can post out there all this stuff about the election and all this stuff going on out there in the world, you can share a little bit more Muna in the world. Share our classes, please. And... Yes, that's right, someone wrote, Hashem himself gave us his very own Shabbos. That's true, that's how intimate Shabbos is. <laughs> it's, it's become one with Hashem, with the creator of the world. You know, it's the ultimate pleasure, the ultimate purpose. of, And it has within it, every Shabbos has within it more light than Yom Kippur. Every single Shabbos has the Kabbalah Torah, the receiving of the light we spoke about, more than Yom Kippur, because every week we can tune in. If we allow ourselves to open ourselves to this light, it's available. It's the biggest self-help guide in the world, Shabbos. It will heal so much if we just tune in to the customs and the experience of what Shabbos is. It will heal our souls in such unbelievable ways. It will restore our ability to think straight, to be able to make decisions in a healthy way. There's so much restorative reasons to keep Shabbos. It's, you know, I don't need to sell it. It, it. it speaks for itself. And I thank Hashem every day that I found Shabbos, 18, 19, and I've been, thank God, trying to keep it over 21 years now, coming up to 22. So it's amazing, you know, the, to be living in Israel and to keep the Shabbos, to thank God for what we have and all the struggles that are going on. 
please God, there will only be blessing. The, the darkness that seems to be pouring on us, God forbid, this marble really will be revealed at its root level as light, as positivity and inspiration. And I'm looking forward to hopefully in the new week share not only a class of Rav Orish, with Yosef Daniel, but Tuesday night, join us at 11 o'clock. Shabbos is the best. Thank you. And we'll not only have this experience, but we'll be able to go ahead every week with a renewal of Amuna through the Shabbos. And we'll realize that the whole week is gaining, is, is coming through the Shabbos, all the blessing, all the goodness. And it's Kulu Kodesh, it's completely holy, everything we do on Shabbos, everything. So let's experience that kind of experience. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And keep sharing the uh, Amuna is our future classes. And I'm looking forward again to hear good news from you guys and to see your posts every time you share. It makes us so happy. And I, I do notice, and our staff notice, our team notice. And keep, keep reaching out. Send your questions to Rav Arish. I'm happy to get them to him. Still have another day. And we have exciting classes coming up. Like we said, we're going to do with Soul Money. And we're going to hope, hope, we're going to have some famous people come by the studio just to share their inspiration, their journey. And we're going to have some non-famous people, because everyone's good. We don't measure people by fame, we measure them by soul, beautiful souls. We come together, and looking forward to see you all together soon. Amen. Thank you.